0: Welcome back to another beautiful episode of Just Browsing. Matthew Long with Zach today, and we're going to bring you, since House of the Dragon has ended, um, and it is a Sunday, we're going to bring you a new Just Browsing episode on House of the Dragon. So, episode 11 is coming out right now. <laughs> uh, but before Zach says anything, because I'm better than him, uh, spoiler alert.
1: Yes. If you actually, have not
0: seen House of the Dragon, yeah. spoiler alert, tune out. Um, Cause we're going to talk the whole show and then we highly recommend you watch it. And then you can come back and listen and give us your thoughts after you've seen it. If you've seen it, welcome aboard.
1: Yes. Thank you for saying that. Cause I was actually thinking about that on the way over here and then I kind of forgot about it. So great reminder, spoiler alert for anything, house of the dragon. Um, obviously if you're someone who has seen game of Thrones, you'll know some of the characters and sort of things that we're going to talk about in this. But if you haven't seen, House of the Dragon, which is the official prequel show on HBO that just wrapped up, what, like a couple of weeks ago? Um, last you, you will be
0: weekend? Or two week, Two week, Two...
1: Very recently. Either last Sunday like or ago. the yeah.
0: Sunday before.
1: Yeah, you will be... If you haven't seen that, you will definitely be very lost and major spoilers. So, if you have not seen House of the Dragon, I highly recommend that you stop listening to this podcast, go watch House of the Dragon, and then come back and check this out because we will be talking about all things House of the Dragon. Um... We will also listen be, to the
0: podcast and thank us for spoiling it for you. Yeah,
1: I mean, or if you're a psycho and you just don't care about knowing the ending of a show, then yeah, fine, listen to this podcast. Great. Thanks for the support. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we will also be talking about probably some things from the book Fire and Blood by George R.R. Martin, which is the basis, the source material for the show. Um, I will try and not go too much into spoiler territory for events that are going to happen beyond season one, Of House of the Dragon, because the book actually does cover things that happen past this time period that the show is covering. So we'll we'll only kind of talk about things that either happened beforehand and leading up to this show, Um, but it'll mainly be a show discussion. I just kind of brought the book over to kind of lend us some expertise and some historical knowledge of events and characters that existed prior to the show happening. So anyway, with all that being said, Uh, welcome to the show everybody welcome to the house of the dragon discussion um i guess let's just start off this way um what were your thoughts after finishing the first season
0: so i went into it kind of having the same mindset of okay it's gonna be similar to game of thrones and the first episode immediately kind of debunks that and you kind of real like sit back and realize, okay, Game of Thrones was a fight over the Iron Throne from multiple houses, and that's been going on for you know decades. And you get into this, and it's really this is the reign of a family, so it's not not necessarily going to be you know like you know a northern army invades the south, you know, and then you have the Lannisters and all this other shit. So it kind of like your mindset has to change going into it to think, okay, this is it's more the story of arguably the most powerful family to ever rule mm-hmm. Westeros. And you're like, okay. So, so it's kind of slow. It kind of builds into it a little slow. You're, like, you're getting the character backgrounds. You're getting the understanding of like what's going on. And then it just kind of like, it, it slowly picks up to where you realize, okay, they're setting things up. And at the very end, they're just like, wham, we'll see you in a year and a half. And you're like, <laughs> fuck, man.
1: Yeah, I, I think I kind of had similar thoughts um you you raise a good point you know if you've watched Game of Thrones Game of Thrones when when you're introduced to that show the the reigning king is Robert Baratheon right and he took over the ruling of Westeros on the Iron Throne from basically the last reigning Targaryen king and before that the Targaryens had reigned And ruled Westeros for three hundred years, so it's been a long time of one family ruling Westeros. And then, when you're brought into Game of Thrones, as soon as Robert Baratheon dies, it's this all-out chaotic war fought over these these different families fighting for the Iron Throne. And and and, And then a Targaryen uh, gets thrown into it. And then, yeah, you're you're kind of bringing back Daenerys, brings the whole she's the last remaining Targaryen, yada yada yada, trying to go reclaim her family's birthright. Her brother
0: Viserys.
1: Um I think he is actually I think his name's Viserys or something very similar to that. That's the thing that we'll get into as we kind of talk more on this podcast is the Targaryens like their name they like they like five different names basically and they they name everyone some sort of variation of like five it's like, names. Like hey, you're
0: Aegon the 47th They're like yeah. oh, fuck yeah. yes. There's a lot of
1: Aegons, there's a lot of Rhaeniras or Rhaenises. there's Aemon's there's Vicenias, Viserys's. That's all basically like, Could you imagine if you were like a
0: 47th and like, you had to put the Roman numerals behind your name. Yeah. I don't even know what that would be. What would it be? X is 10, right? Yeah. But isn't X there is one 10. for 40? I don't isn't know. It, isn't it like have, IV?
1: What we'd probably have to look up is like the Super Bowl titles. Cause whatever Super Bowl 40, I'm going to do that like, because they do them on Roman. Now numerals. I'm really
0: like, you know, you know, someone would name their kid like egg on the 47th.
1: So. Oh yeah. If they would have gotten to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so House of the Dragon, to get back to kind of our original train of thought, House of the Dragon, this show is much different because what you're, you're being dropped into the middle of this reign of this powerful family, and King Viserys I is the reigning king of Westeros. And basically, they, they show you right in the first episode, there's this kind of flashback scene to this, basically this great council that was convened when King Jaehaerys was getting really, really old. He was the reigning Targaryen king at the time. He was getting really, really old, and there was this...
0: And he had no decision, born sons.
1: Right. There was this decision that had to be made regarding his succession. Right. And he the, he basically made the decision to convene all the great lords and ladies from across Westeros to have this great council and essentially vote on, okay, here's the different options for who's going to take over the Iron Throne once I'm dead. Who do you want? And the decision basically came down to Viserys and his cousin Rhaenys. That's her name, right? Rhaenys yeah. Targaryen? Or Rhaenys, yeah, Rhaenys Velaryon, technically, because she's married to a Velaryon. But she's still um, a Targaryen. Yeah, so. but she's still a Targaryen. They were cousins. And basically, the Great Council voted to that the throne should pass to Viserys, who is then the king when the show starts off. Right. Um, who I will also add, we can kind of get into some of our favorite characters and stuff. I'm a huge fan of the guy who played Viserys. I thought he did a fantastic job. I I really, really was fascinated by that character throughout the whole show. I thought he was tremendous. Um, But anyway, so that's kind of... And obviously anyone who's listening to this, I'm assuming, has seen the show. So that's just kind of like some prelude information of like that's the difference between this show and Game of Thrones. And another big thing that I think probably threw a lot of people off because it kind of threw me off was the massive time jumps that happened dude and it doesn't tell you anything on the show <clears throat> yeah.
0: they're like because I, I brought that up to you one time mm-hmm. and i was like sitting there and i'm watching and all of a sudden i'm like wait a second why did the actresses change for yeah the it's women very jarring. for what is it allison and ranira um, ranira i'm yeah. like why did they just rain like out of the blue change from last episode to this episode yeah I didn't see like a 10 years before or 10 years later type thing on the screen. So I was like, huh? And then all of a sudden they're like, yeah, "Yeah, this is who it is. I'm like, yeah,
1: thanks for. So yeah, that, that is one thing. So the fact that the show house of the dragon is based on fire and blood, which the book that was written by George RR Martin is sort of like a written fake history of the history of Westeros and the Targaryen reign. And the way it's written is kind of clever. It's like, what you're reading is like what a maester has written down. So you know, there's the concept of maesters in in Westeros, right? right. Who are like these learned men who are. It's their responsibilities to take care of like the histories, their medicine, their the doctors. They, they're just like the smartest. People yeah, in the- yeah. They're less focused on the things that everyone else is focused on, like hunting and war and you know, ruling and all that kind of stuff. And they're more of like, we're sending the ravens and the letters. We're we're doctors. Right. We're historians. All that kind of stuff. Anyway, so the book is written like a maester has sat down and said, Okay, I'm going to write the history of the Targaryen house. That's kind of how it reads. So it's not, if you read it, it's definitely not written like the main series, A Song of Ice and Fire, where you're seeing like a, you know, point of view character to character story of like what they're experiencing and all of these events they're going through and battles and political betrayals and all this kind of stuff. It's really just like, um, okay, so what we've done is we've gone through and pulled together all of the different written histories we can gather and from what we have gathered from these three main sources, here's what we think happened. Right. So-and-so ruled from these dates to these dates. He had these kids. These two kids had offspring. These two betrayed each other. There was a fight here. This, these, these people won. These two each other. Yeah, it's basically like that. That's how it reads and there's it's kind of cool because there's like one of the major historical sources that this ma- this fictional maester uses is this guy who was like a, um, like a little person in Westeros who was essentially like a jester. You know, like the jesters are basically there to just entertain kings right. and like be funny and shit talk people and stuff clown. like that. You're the clown. And he supposedly – his name was Mushroom. He went by Mushroom. And he basically claimed that he – So before this guy died, he wrote down a bunch of shit and he basically claimed that he was in tight with a lot of these Targaryens. And so he wrote a lot of juicy gossip, if you will, about like who was fucking who, who was doing stuff they weren't supposed to be doing, what actually happened behind closed doors with these conversations between these great Targaryens and all this kind of stuff. And so this maester is like, look, according to what this guy Mushroom said, this is a lot of people consider it to be a rumor, but he's claiming this is what happened. All we can tell you for sure is that after this conversation, which we don't have any details on, X, Y, and Z happened, right? Like so-and-so killed this guy. They started a war. This house marched on this house. There was a battle here. Here's who won. So that's kind of how this is written. And because of that, because of the reason why the source material is written the way it is, House of the Dragon, the show, has these giant swaths of time to cover during the course of their 10 episode arc right and i'm going to be very curious to see how many seasons they try and push this because this essentially picks up roughly so there's like from the time aegon the conqueror comes over to westeros and takes over that was like 300 years prior to game of thrones starting. right right? this picks up about 100 years after aegon the conqueror 100 and ish years right that's when Viserys was reigning, right? And so this is covering a time period of... It's like the middle. 50 years or so of basically him ruling his offspring and then this civil war that breaks out between the Targaryens. That the, or what we think is going to be a civil war. Yeah, that the Maesters refer to. And you also hear them talk about this in Game of Thrones. They refer to it as the Dance of the Dragons. It right. was this infighting that happened amongst the Targaryens in the wake of Viserys passing, essentially. And what this first season covers is Viserys' reign, all of the... His daughter's the, best friend, then marrying right, him. Right, the, the, the initial seeds of problems that are going to later develop, and then over the course of the arc of the show, those issues growing from seeds to giant problems, and then basically, as soon as he dies, shit completely hitting the fan. Is basically where season one ends, and so I'm gonna be. It's gonna be really not only thrilling to see what happens in like seasons two and three of this show, but also like how far they're going to take it. Like, is this show going to go from all the way from the time period we've seen all the way to the Mad King right before? Because then yeah. that would
0: play really well. That leads into right into Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones.
1: Or are they just going to cover this? dance of the dragons. And then that's going to be the end of house. of the I mean, it, it'll be very no, curious to see what they do, but that's knowing
0: how these shows have gone. They're going to be like, they're going to tease you. And then they're just going to like end it abruptly. And you're going to be like, wait, what the fuck? Like
1: <laughs> where, what? So it, we're missing so much. So there's a couple things. One, that's kind of the background and the rationale of why there's so many time jumps. If you're, if you're wanting, if you're curious, if you're watching this being like, you know, this is jarring. Why are they jumping 10 years a pop between some episodes or, or even longer? That's kind of why they they kind of have to do that, um, and it's a little bit different than Game of Thrones. Whereas Game of Thrones is like literally day to day and year to year, what's happening after Robert Baratheon dies, you know, and what's the struggle like for this Iron Throne with House of the Dragon? It's like, look, we we're really covering this story of ours takes place over hundreds of years. You kind of have to like do some time jumps in order to get to it'd be the juicy parts. Yeah, it'd be too long if you just went day by day and year by year. So that's kind of the rationale and the background of it. I think it's a very interesting way to do a show like this. Um, but you know, kinda to your point, I think it's what, like five episodes in, you get so the first five episodes, Alison and Rainier are played by these two actresses, these younger actresses. The younger they're only versions. like five
0: years like in real life, they're only like three to five years younger than yeah. the two ver- like the, and then I the think, two actresses that take their place yeah and then
1: i think like in episode six is when the switch happens and then it's just like bang. older actresses playing the same characters right. but if you're not paying attention you don't really realize that at first you're like whoa whoa, whoa Dude, who's i this? had to
0: pause the show and like yeah. google it and i'm like okay yeah. what happened and they're like there's a time jump right and i'm like did i miss that i haven't yeah. taken my eyes off the screen like did i miss
1: it's really I think if you're watching it on HBO Max which is where I was watching it the episode descriptions before you click play on the each new episode they oh, do I just hit play. they do kind of mention it there but if unless you're looking real closely for that or if you're looking real if you're paying attention real closely to like some of these little throwaway lines someone will mention like oh yeah 10 years ago when this happened And you're like oh okay i guess we're picking up 10 years after what i saw last episode but unless you're like looking, looking really closely for that It's going to go right over your head, and you're going to be like, who are these people? Why do these actresses look so different? And then you kind of like piece it together and go, oh, okay. It's the older versions of these younger characters that I was seeing, which kind of makes sense that like Viserys is portrayed by the same actor, Damon's portrayed by the same actor the whole way, but Alicent and Rhaenyra change actors, and same thing for their kids, because it's like, obviously... That's just the way life like works. A ten-year-old, a, a ten-year-old ten year year ten going from a ten-year-old to a twenty-year-old looks vastly different than someone who was fifty going to sixty. You right. know, they look basically the same.
0: They they grade a little bit, which yeah. is going to happen. Exactly.
1: Yeah, but they're not like drastically. They, changing. they don't go from
0: four and a half feet to six and a half <laughs> feet. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, th- I thought that was definitely an interesting piece of this show. The whole time jumps, but um, <clears throat> to kind of get into my overall thoughts. I loved it. I thought the first season of this was tremendous. I thought it was the first episode or two. I was like, huh, I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I'm going to be as into this as I was Game of Thrones. And I I was a little bit apprehensive of like, are they kind of just doing this because they want to capitalize on... Game of Thrones Just success a reach to make money. Yeah. Is it kind of like a reach to make money or is this going to actually stand on its own two feet and have merit? And I think by the end of the show, by the time the 10th the episode aired, I was like, this is its own thing. This is going to be HBO's next biggest show. And granted, it it capitalizes on everyone's familiarity with Game of Thrones, but it is its own thing and it is really good. I was very impressed with how well they did this first. I
0: definitely feel that it it was a money reach at first. Like, you got to piggyback off of Game of Thrones. You'd be stupid not to. It'd be a wasted opportunity. And we've talked multiple times about what shows they should make that would, you know, would interest us at, at least a little bit. And so this is like the first. It's kind of like the way we look at Star Wars, right? Like, the Mandalorian and stuff like that. People uh-huh. just, they're like, I'll watch it, but I'm kind of going in like, are we watering down Star Wars too right, much with all right, this? Right. And then you're like, no, this show was great by itself. And I, you know, you loop it back into the um, the saga or you're just like, that was great by itself. Yeah, so, like, yeah. this is the first step to trying to build, because, you know, Westeros and like Game of Thrones set it up to you have the history of the Starks, the Lannisters, the Targaryens, you know, all this shit that goes on. And you're like, well, wh- like, how did we get here? Mm-hmm. And now we're starting to build the pieces. I mean, the Targaryens are probably the most interesting family because they go from hundreds of years of power to there's two of them left. Right. And you're like, well, how the fuck did that happen? And they're cast and out. Usually their- if you lose, like, yeah. you probably just like sent to the wall or mm-hmm. they're like you can have this keep and you'll be your, your lord. family and, continues and yeah. you know <clears throat> you stay there we're not in the the realm of you know killing bloodlines and so it's like i was the same way i'm watching i'm like nah, it's just not the same as game of thrones and then it starts getting i'm like okay we've got a really good storyline here
1: mm-hmm.
0: now let's see where they take it and it's like yeah now I'm, you know, the last episode ended, and I'm just going to jump right into it. The last episode ended with the start of what you would assume will be a war. Oh, right, yeah. With Absolute fucking... Absolute all-out war. Viserys' son <laughs> killing his... <laughs> we were just going over this before. Killing his nephew, because it's technically his... Yeah, it would be his... Technically, he killed his nephew. Yeah. Or his dragon killed it, but it, he was on his command. And yeah. that's, like, how they end it. Like, they end the show with... Um, Princess – or I guess Queen Rhaenyra at that time. Right. You know, turning back towards a war table like, yeah, okay, this is like, well, this is Well, and I war. think
1: – so to, to get into that kind of piece of it, what this show does so well and what I thought – so when you watch Game of Thrones, there's obviously the obvious stuff of like I want to watch battles. I want to watch people getting beheaded with swords. I want to watch dragons burning armies. Like that shit's epic, right? But what – what makes Game of Thrones so compelling is that between all of those moments are these absolutely captivating and compelling scenes of political maneuvering and backstabbing and backchanneling and all this kind of stuff. You have your... Uh,
0: By the way, fuck Serato Hightower. It's oh, Canada yeah. the of the king. Fuck well, him.
1: Well, you have... So in this world, you clearly have different types of people, right? You have the people who are born with physical gifts of violence and warfare right who are very think in very simple and plain terms of like i serve this lord or this king and if they tell me to go to war with this other house that's what i'm going to do and i'm i have been trained my entire life to be good at Keeping throwing my spears and-, and and fighting with a sword and shooting arrows and all that good stuff and then you have other people who maybe weren't born with the gift of like physical violence and warfare but they're very, very smart and they understand the machinations of their world and they know how to manipulate behind right. the scenes. And those are your Lord Peter Baelish. Those are your v- Varyses. Right, they are get fucked your, up
0: on a field of battle, but yeah, they would in get, a diplomatic exactly. situation, they, are, they thrive. They're just as all dangerous... Politicians are liars.
1: Yeah, they're just as dangerous as a Jamie Lannister or a Ned Stark or a Jon Snow, but in a different realm. They're, well, they're just as dangerous with maneuvering and manipulating people as those other characters are with physical violence. Right,
0: but then, again, you look at it and you go, killing, like, a Jaime Lannister, you'd get the whole Lannister army and every Bannerman for them to come to war. You kill a Peter Baelish and everyone's like, nah, he ran a whorehouse,
1: right, right. Eh, but you know. what makes him so dangerous is that's what he wants people to think about him, right? right? Who, who he, does he
0: have in his pocket? He wants
1: to. Th- he wants people to think, "Oh, I'm." He's just a guy who runs a whorehouse in King's Landing. But really, if you think about Game of Thrones, everything starts with Peter Baelish. That entire... He he is a mastermind of getting all of those wheels in motion of what we right. see happening he in wants, Game of Thrones. He wants
0: the Iron Throne for himself. Yeah, so he is
1: an incredibly dangerous character. And the guy... Remind me again. I know you have the character list up over there. The guy who kind of walks with a cane in this House of the Dragon show, who is Queen Alicent's kind of... Her Peter Baelish, essentially. What's his name again? I don't
0: think it's Larry's. I think it's Lars Strong.
1: L- Lars or Lars Strong. He's, yeah, Lars. He, he is brothers with... Ser Harwin, Sir Harwin Strong, Strong, right? Who and ends up
0: having kids with yeah. Princess Rhaenyra, yeah. and then they try and pass him off as a mixed-race child from the Valarians. Right,
1: from, La- I think it's Laenor Valerian and is, Rhaenyra Targaryen.
0: No, not, um, maybe, yeah. I Isn't his name Laenor? Yeah, Laenor.
1: The guy who's secretly gay and, you know, has Bro, basically just that married. that whole coop... The whole coup, yeah, was
0: where, where he goes over. They basically to, fake um, his death. Where did you think they, they went over to? Um, to Essos. Essos, because yeah. it's accepted to right. have that sort of they do relationship things way over, over, over there, there. Yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. That whole like, it's pretty crazy. You know, oh, you killed him. Pretty and clever. Then they, you know they, they both get away. And I tried. I don't know who I brought that up to, but it was someone that watched the show, and they're like, "No, he died." And I'm like,
1: "You, no, no, you no, clearly no. didn't yeah. pay a fucking attention, right?" Because right.
0: they clearly show him with a hood on, with his haircut, getting in a boat. Uh-huh going away because he wanted that life for himself right. yeah. and I was like this worked out perfect and I thought
1: that was really cool the whole relationship dynamic between him and Rhaenyra because they were basically um, set up and organized to get married from the time they were pretty young right, right. and even Lenor's parents knew from a pretty young age that he was not he was a homosexual, basically. Like right. they, they had a good feeling, but that thing, that sort of thing is frowned upon in Westeros, right? So even if you are a homosexual, your duty is to marry someone and have kids to continue your family bloodline, Bloodlines. right? Which is what his responsibility was. And Ranira knew that about him. And she was basically like, Look, I would like to go off and fuck my uncle Damon. <laughs> right. And I know you want to go and off a bunch and of fuck other your, your paramour, your male paramour. So why don't we just do that? But. For all intents and purposes, be married and be seen as a couple together. Right. And then we'll just pass off our kids as our kids, even though they're not really our kids. Because well, I'm, I'm fucking but they, this guy uh, named Harwin Apparently,
0: according to at least the show, they tried. Like, they it did was try. just yeah. unsuccessful. They just couldn't. And it was like... Yeah. For whatever reason. Right. So, so then these kids that everybody <laughs> in their right mind knew... Anyone I mean, with They eyes. didn't have blood tests back yeah. then. But it's like, but come on. You have a... So... He was black. She's white. Mm-hmm. And she's blonde hair. And they both have that
1: Targaryen Valarian blonde like hair. Blonde, whitish hair. Yeah.
0: And then she has she, two or what? Three kids. She squeezes with, out
1: these white kids with dark black hair. Right.
0: With <laughs> who look nothing he, like her or Lainor Valarian. He's a a sir, but I don't know if he's like a sergeant at arms or like wh- yeah, wh- Sir Harwin he Strong. You're talking about. I but, think he's
1: like, is he the leader of the City Watch or something? Or the no, Master of Arms? He's something.
0: He, he's something in the city, but I don't know. Yeah. But he's not and, like of
1: royal lineage. His dad no. is basically, he serves briefly as Hand of the King to Viserys. His Lord, Lord Lionel Strong, I think is his dad, correct?
0: No, his brother.
1: No, that's that's his dad. Is it his, his dad? His, his brother is uh, the little shifty fuck yeah, that we were the, just talking about.
0: The one with the cane, which
1: makes that guy even more dangerous. To go back to talking about Homeboy with the cane, because he had he organized his dad and his brother to be burned alive in Harrenhal. Remember that whole piece? Crazy. Yeah. After the queen
0: ordered them, or the king ordered them to go home, right? So that there was no more questions about Uh the validity of the children. Even though everyone's like, "Listen here, we got fucking eyes. (laughs) We we know."
1: Dude, okay. To talk about some of the, because I think to explain. Some of the reasons for all of this strife between the two sides of House Targaryen is a little too complicated to kind of go into. So if you've seen the show, you've you've pretty much tracked what's happened, right? You, like you're tracking who's had kids with who and, you know, all the reasons why the two sides are at each other's throats. But um, one of the most – to go into some of the most badass moments of the show um, – Remember when basically there's a there's another kind of time jump and Viserys so Viserys kinda has this some sort of weird disease where He's,
0: Dude, I don't even know if it's a fucking disease. It, it, it or starts off, curse.
1: yeah, where he's having these like boils and like these open sores it's like on his back. Almost, yeah, and he's like, it starts spreading to his hand, and then he starts missing a couple fingers, and then they do another time jump, and it's clearly gotten way worse. Like Rhaenyra Dude. and Daemon have been gone on Dragonstone for quite a while. They come back, and they're like. What the fuck? My dad is just he's just bedridden and right. you guys are running he's the throne from whatever this is. Yeah, and they just keep him basically drugged up on milk of the poppy, which is essentially Westeros morphine, it sounds yeah. like. And but anyway, they when they go back there and discover that he's essentially bedridden and useless and Allison's father um Auto Hightower, who was acting as Hand of the King for Viserys, is Bro, basically acting as, as king, right? Yeah. And so they're running shit the way they want to because right. Viserys is not there to say otherwise, right? Or, and, and, um, and and so they Aegon have the
0: second didn't want to be king, yeah. And they're forcing him because that's Alicent's trueborn son, um, yeah. Viserys' first trueborn right. son.
1: Okay, so what I was leading to was: remember they staged this whole thing of so when Rhaenyra and Daemon come back into King's Landing. Otto is basically acting as king in Viserys' stead because he's too unhealthy to act as king. Right. And they're they're hearing pitches of who wants to take over succession, how they're going to handle this, right? And remember, Viserys
0: comes creep, comes in in the door yeah
1: and he's on this cane and he's got this Phantom of the Opera type like half metal mask, mask that's covering half his face because he's like missing an eye and his whole cheeks caved in and he's, he's missing his
0: cheek you could like yeah, see into his mouth not
1: looking great like literally looks like the mummy from the Mummy Returns yep. and it, he like limps in there and he's barely able to walk and he shows this tremendous amount of passion for his daughter and show of strength for a guy who's so frail and like basically on his deathbed and climbs up the steps of the iron throne he drops the crown Damon his brother helps him up puts the crown back on his head it's like this really touching moment between brothers right because
0: they never they didn't really see eye to eye because Damon right. was like a very forceful like they were yeah. killing people at the city watch and yep. like he he didn't see eye to eye with his brother, and he wanted a bigger seat and bigger role in the kingdom. Right. And his brother was reluctant just because of his. Yeah. He was a Dam- loose cannon.
1: Damon is a soldier, and his brother Viserys was a politician and a ruler. That was the main difference between those two. And they Damon had is the muscle. They had love for each other, but they definitely, you know, like any brothers, they rub each other the wrong way and have disagreements that got pretty serious after a while. But clearly, in that scene, you can tell they still love each other, right? And Damon still cares for his right. brother. And anyway, he gets up on the throne and Viserys is like, you know, I must admit my confusion of why we're hearing pitches for a succession that I've already settled years ago. I named Ranira my heir. Why are we why are we here? Right. And Otto, you can tell Otto and Allison are like, "Fuck, we weren't planning on Viserys being right. this coherent and awake and ruling on from the that's throne." That's
0: because I think before this, though, it was Rhaenyra went in to see her dad and was like, "No more milk with the puppy." Right. Yeah. Like, like we're, we're done with this because you're keeping
1: him drugged up and he's not right. able to think he, clearly. He, and, he can yeah.
0: he can move around and he'll yeah. be in pain, but he can yeah. Move, yeah. move around. And but he'll speak. be able to. He'll have his right. wits with him. Yeah. He right. might
1: be in pain, but he'll have his wits with so him. So
0: she saw that. I think Damon saw it because they both went in there and, and then they're they like this is not because
1: that's that's her. Dad, and that's his brother, and they're both right. like, "This is I'm not okay with this." And so anyway, um, Valarian's the 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 like king of Driftmark or the Lord of Driftmark. His brother, do you know who I'm talking about? What's his uh, name?
0: Surveymon Valarian.
1: Surveymon Valarian. Remember, he's standing there, and he basically he's starting to say what he wants to say about he Rhaenyra's kids
0: calling him ba- he called him a bass. He well, yeah, a he said bass and then that was about it
1: yeah and right before he's about to say it Damon's looking at him he goes say it Damon's like say it i what dare you, you. Want yeah. and then finally he does and he gets like this Bro, guy that was gets the, the balls, cleanest cut." and he goes <laughs> and he goes your your sons are bastards he like shouts it to the whole room and he's like and she's a whore and, and he wh- and he turns towards the throne and Viserys this old, frail guy on his deathbed pulls the knife out of his thing. He's like, I'll have your tongue for that. And then all of a sudden, it cuts back to this Valarian dude. His head just gets chopped clean in half. Dude, yes. And he, and Damon's standing behind him and just puts his kind of sword down. And he's just like, he can keep his tongue. And just, And everyone's like... Disarm him. He's like, no need. No need. I did what I needed to. I'm not i I'm not a problem anymore. But dude, dude Damon, dude. one of my favorite characters. That guy does not fuck at, around. At
0: first, I'm sitting there going, oh, this guy's gonna be a dickhead and he's gonna fuck his brother over, even though his brother wants like Viserys wanted him to be a part of yeah. everything. He's just like, you gotta he's calm just down a little bit. Too much of a loose bit.
1: cannon. Like, yeah. Viserys is like, just you can't be so. It. Compulsive, and you then, can't act like that.
0: Like you said, when he picks up the crown and puts it on his hand, he realizes my brother's like at the end, like yeah. And know, he has. I only wanted to work sympathy with him and pity and, for right. him. Yeah, he's I like I only wanted to work with him and, and be his right hand. He wanted right. to be. I think he wanted to be the hand of the king. Yeah, and in and, in a
1: perfect world, he would have been Viserys' hand. Right, but and it they, just they didn't work out that way.
0: Yeah. You know, hand in hand together yeah. and all this other shit. Yeah, and I think he would have if. Viserys didn't have a child, he would have taken the throne. Yeah, because he was originally he was, supposed
1: to be Viserys' heir. Right, because he's the at prince. The very and beginning, And then yeah.
0: Princess Minera was born, and then her brother was born, but died... But died during childbirth, like, basically, yeah. three months after being born, yeah. and then all hell broke loose.
1: Right. Because that's... And that's one of the things that, you know, Damon is one of my favorite characters, because when the show starts, he's kind of this up-to-no-good little shit who seems to kind of flaunt his... He knows he's going to be named heir, right? Or he's, he's named heir. He's going to be king whenever Viserys passes away because Viserys at that point only had a daughter, right? And right. In, basically in Westeros' rule, they don't allow women to be queens of Westeros. It would pass to the king's brother who is like the next male... In right. the family or whatever. That's
0: why they're princes and yeah, not they're
1: princes, yeah. So he starts off the show, and remember there's that whole scene where Damon's fucking around, being too brutal as leader of the city watch, all this kind of stuff. Viserys has repeatedly not let him in on the small council meetings and all this kind of stuff, refuses to name him heir, keeps Otto Hightower around, all this kind of stuff. And they have this meeting of basically like Damon kind of gets wind that Viserys is going to name Rhaenyra his heir. And he kind of storms in there, and like the king's guards stop him from coming up the throne. And Viserys is like, I wanted to bring you in here and have a conversation. I'm going to name a new heir. And Damon's like, I'm your heir. What are you talking about? And he's like, no, I'm going to name Rhaenyra my heir. Right. And Damon gets all fucking pissed off and storms out, you know, and like...
0: You're like, oh, he's <clears> going to <throat> start a fucking war. Right,
1: right. And then he, that's when he kind of goes off with uh, Lord Valarion they have that whole war in the stepstones which which kind of i kind of dude forget. That,
0: like crab Man thing yeah dude, dude by, the, whee- by the
1: end of the show you kind of forget about that whole war in the stepstones against what was it the crab feeder yeah, or something, like, something that, like that where he was basically like waging war in the stepstones which is this crucial like shipping lane between, in, West between Westeros. yeah and, essos and uh, westeros and this guy was like Wiping out Valerian ships and killing right. their men. Because the
0: Valarions are like they own the navy. They're like the less. navy of Westeros. Right. Yeah. Of they the, said the, the only navy, the navy that yeah. could try and fight them would be the Lannisters. Yeah. But they're like they wouldn't beat us. Yeah. We're, we're the lords. Of, they're the lords of the sea. I think. Right. And they have. Right. It's like a seahorse. I think is what they're. Um,
1: they're like sigil. The sigil is. Yeah. I
0: almost said the emblem and i'm like it's not an emblem yeah it's yeah. the same same the
1: same thing. thing yeah sigil and emblem or dude but,
0: but speaking of damon if if you sit back and think about it he kills a lot of his wives <laughs> he killed his first wife from the veil. i felt
1: i felt really bad um what was her name uh i don't know if you have it pulled up i have the book here but
0: uh, well i don't know shit, his wife the from the veil but name? that was his first
1: wife that it he was Rhea royce he kept calling her the iron bitch remember <laughs> when he would refer to her because Viserys kept being like, would you go back to uh, your wife and be a husband to your wife and right. rule the veil? And he kept being like, no, I don't want to go hang around my iron bitch or whatever. He kept That's what he kept calling her. Right.
0: And then he goes up to the veil and you're like, oh, he he's like,
1: going to like... sneaks in there and basically kills her.
0: Right. By just spooking her horse and then she becomes paralyzed.
1: Yeah. And um, they had this whole... They kept playing on she mentions in that whole encounter that he had never consummated their marriage. They don't have children together right. and they keep hinting at this weird thing that Damon has of like, he kind of can't get it up unless he's it's like with Rhaenyra, his niece or remember he's having wife this like
0: killed herself because right. he was off doing yeah. other shit because he didn't want to be with Cause her. Cause there's
1: like this scene earlier where he's in a whorehouse and he's trying to have sex with this one prostitute and he like can't, like keep it right. up basically. But then with Rhaenyra, he's like all about it. And like that de- de- definitely right, down to fuck yeah. with her. But so he has this like weird thing like he's about, on Viagra with her, right? Yeah. He has this weird thing about like, which is a Targaryen trait of this whole inbreeding thing. Cause that's one thing that they refer to over and over in game of Thrones. It's something that if you read fire and blood and you look at kind of the family tree, the lineage of the Targaryens, they're constantly marrying between brother and sister aunt and uncle, all the, you know, uncle and niece, this, this kind of stuff is happening all the time. And, and then like, honestly, even um, the, the least disgusting of the things they do are, are basically marrying and having kids with their cousins. Right. <laughs> that's like the least inbred thing they do. Usually it's like brother and sister is, is like, well, the most that's extreme.
0: what Aegon the second he marries his sister.
1: Right. Right. So this whole thing. And I, th- I think, you know, we were kind of talking about it before we started recording. It's, really hard to keep track and even if you're looking at the family tree which I have right here in front of me they all, not only do they all have like the same three or four names but they're all marrying either brother and sister or uncle and niece or cousin and you're like
0: the this is so confusing Yeah,
1: it's way too, the tree is way too crossed whereas like if this was a normal family and they were marrying members of other houses it wouldn't be quite so hard to track all of it, but dude it gets very confusing but basically it all starts from aegon the conqueror and his two sisters and trickles down from
0: there dude that's just it's i mean i get that it's a fictional <laughs> you know world but at the same and and but back then i mean even you know in the the medieval times that was a normal that thing. definitely it happened like it's a real you would there marry was a lot of cousins in, in sisters yeah. and stuff like that to keep the you know the, the whole lines yeah, pure to
1: keep the whole concept is to keep your bloodline pure but, which it's is just, funny because now we know with modern you know science and technology that too much inbreeding like that leads to really, really bad – Leads to bulldogs
0: with massive underbites.
1: Re- really, really complicated medical conditions. You know what you know, I mean? Speaking
0: it's, of that, like real just off-the-chart talk, we go from wolves. Have you ever seen those memes where it's like a wolf and then it looks at like a chihuahua? Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. they're like, we went from being like the apex predator – to that over (laughs) hundreds of years because humans took us captive yeah it's like yeah pretty much
1: yeah that's actually very fascinating because there's still wolves today but yet we have dogs like chihuahuas so it's not like the wolves all died off there's still wolves and
0: it's not like chihuahuas were roaming the plains or in some spanish mountain range we just like
1: our pets too much to right you know
0: realize what We've, they yeah. weren't ever a true species before. Yeah, we,
1: we've kind of uh, played God with nature a little bit there, which humans really like to do.
0: Yeah, we like the fuck things
1: (laughs) up. Anyway, back to House of the Dragon. Back to House Um, of the
0: Dragon. They all die. End the story. So Game of Thrones.
1: Who were some of your favorite characters? Who were some of your least favorite characters?
0: Damon's definitely one of my favorites.
1: Me too. Big fan Um, of him. I liked Viserys a lot too. I
0: liked Viserys.
1: And the guy who portrays him, um, that actor, I think did a like a fantastic job. I I thought he did so great. Um, I I like Rhaenyra a lot too
0: because she's she doesn't. She kind of reminds me of. Um why can't I think of her name now? Dude, every time I try and think of like one person from Game of Thrones,
1: the name um, just escapes you. Who are yeah, you trying to The the red
0: Stark. Why can't I think of her fucking name? Sansa? Sansa. Thank you. She kind of reminds me of like a Sansa of like she's a very powerful woman that learned all of this shit by being around, you know, all of these high powered political and army, mm-hmm. you know, people. But she goes through a lot of shit to get to where she is. So now she's named Queen. And, you know, at the very end, like we said, she realizes her son was killed by his uncle. And that's going to start. The Dance of the Dragons, aka the Civil yeah. War, and it's like
1: which was already about to start. That was just the straw right. that broke the camel's back.
0: And you know, Damon's sitting there. He was kind of wanting something to because he wanted to just go to fucking. He war. was ready to
1: go. He was ready to go.
0: And <laughs> you know, he like he was ready to kill um, Otto when he showed up at uh-huh. the the that fucking the longest walkway in the fucking history of walkways on Dragonstone. On Dragonstone, he rolls up there, and then she flies in on a dragon, pinning him back. And I'm like, just please cut his head off. Like I'm sitting yeah. there, like do it. Okay. Like start the war. So start real, the war. real quick.
1: I'm sorry to interrupt your train of thought, but I wanted to mention. Uh, I'm glad we got to this piece, but that scene has one of my favorite lines from Damon. And at the HBO, I follow the House of the Dragon HBO Instagram page, and they they uh, put they posted this clip the other day, and I was like, oh my god, that scene was so great. So when they're having the big showdown, when Otto Hightower shows up with his like cadre of personal bodyguard from. As emissaries from King Aegon II, who has just been named in King's Landing. And Damon is confronting all of him. And that whole scene is actually kind of a mirror recreation of what happens earlier, like one or two episodes into the show. And same thing Renera shows up on a dragon and kind of. Stops all of those tensions. Remember that was back when Damon had stolen a dragon's egg and fucked right. off to Dragonstone and, with with the whore. From and they were it, it, they were about to be at each other's throats, and then Rhaenyra shows up and is like, "Uncle, quit being a dick. Give me the dragon's egg." And he's like, "All right, fine." And then she like kind of right. eases all the tensions. Same thing kind of happens later during this like last episode. She shows up with the dragon, but anyway, Otto Hightower. My the reason my favorite part of that whole scene is Otto Hightower is basically like, if you the queen has announced that if you stop this whole rebellion you 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 know Rhaenyra renounces her queenship that she's kind of claimed over here on dragonstone um they will we basically we won't kill you and your your children you know Rhaenyra's children will be cupbearers and have places of importance at in king aegon's court and all this kind of stuff and he finishes his whole spiel and damon's just looking at him and he's like I would rather feed my sons to the dragons than to see them hold cups and shields for your drunken usurper cunt of a king. Yeah, <laughs> I yep. was like
0: holy shit, dude! What a great fucking line,
1: and dude! And the way he delivers that line is so fantastic. Dude, he,
0: he delivers it. He's he's got like that. His face just looks angry. Like he just looks so angry all mad. the yeah, fucking he's just, time. He's just
1: like, please, Rhaenyra, give me the go ahead to chop this fucking guy's head off. He's just chomping at the bit the whole time.
0: And then, uh, dude. Yeah. I just want the war to start because I want to see him like fully in action. Yeah. Because you see him in action Because you in get the, yeah. the battle of the... Um,
1: the Stepstones. The step stones. Yeah, you get a glimpse of like, how oh, much of a savage fuck. he is when he decides... So there's that whole feint of he goes, he's waving the white flag, he's going to surrender. Right, and they all come out. And they all come out and he basically just takes his sword and just cuts through like 80 fucking guys.
0: Right. And then comes back with And comes head. back
1: out with like that dude's torso, the the crab feeder's yeah. torso and is just like, this shit's over because I say so. Yeah. <laughs> like. Every Everyone's
0: like, oh
1: He's a savage, dude. Damon They're, is a, is not to be trifled with.
0: Well, and then another one of my favorite characters speaking of him is the brother of Sir Veymon Valarian, who he got his head chopped in a little you know, half, maybe you could say. Oh yeah. Um Lord Corliss. Yeah, the sea snake. The sea snake. He's I He's like his a character fucking a lot. Cool character. And I
1: actually really like his wife Rhaenys as well, yeah. who is Viserys' cousin.
0: It's surprising that I don't dislike a lot of the people that are yeah. outside of the Red Keep, but everyone yeah. inside the Red Keep, like it's like, come on, like let's just burn the Red Keep to the ground. Like yeah. we can rebuild it cuz we know it's going to get burnt down in Game of Thrones, like. So, fuck here, everyone. Here's a
1: question Keep. for you. And this is I don't know if they deliberately call this out in the show, but this is something that's a big deal in the book. And it's basically the names of the two factions. So by the end of the show, the two the two sides of this civil war that's about to break out that you have are basically what they what they refer to as the Greens, which is Allison and Otto and and right, Allison's from children, the Riverlands. yeah, and and the Green. The reason they call them the Greens is that is like uh, House High Towers colors, right? And so you basically have Allison and her father, Otto, and her direct children with Viserys on one side of the the coin, right? And then you have what they refer to as the blacks, which are Rhaenyra, Daemon, and their children, and then Rhaenyra's children from, well, supposedly Laenor Velaryon, but actually Lord Harwin Strong. They're on on the opposite side, right? right? And so what makes it, what I was going to ask you is, which side do you find yourself having more allegiance to and who are you rooting for more? The blacks. I think I am also on the side of the blacks. But what I'll say is what the show has done so well is that you can really see the rationale and the perspective of both sides. They both are, I think, have equally valid gripes and arguments for their side as the other side does like you i if someone if we had a third person here that we were talking about this and they were like i'm on the side of the greens and they started giving their spiel i'd be like i totally get it i see how you could align with them i get that
0: but if you think about it too a lot of stuff back then or like that's portrayed in the show if someone gives you their word like it, you know i you don't sign a contract and give it to your lawyer to take to their lawyer to then have their lawyer present it to them right right <laughs> And then it's like, that's a binding agreement. You know, if if you break this, you know, I'll sue your ass, right? It's, I pledge you my banner, right? right.
1: I give you my sword. I give you whatever, my sword, yeah.
0: and that's just words, right? And then you're bound to that. And if you break right. that, you're an oath breaker, which exactly. is treason, which means you're going to die. Yeah.
1: They take that very seriously. So it's one of those... That's when, the currency of the land, is, right. your, is your pledge and your word. Yeah. Your so allegiance.
0: when uh, Viserys said that Rhaenyra was going to be the heir to the iron throne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You had half the kingdom. Like now nah, we don't support it. And then you had the other half going like, we support right. her claim. Yeah. And, that, and that's it, our
1: King. And if that's what he says, then we'll go right. with it. Yeah.
0: And then it becomes one of those things. Otto was the hand of the King in his young daughter, who he just throws at the King. And uh-huh. is like, you're going to marry him and you're, he he's the one that wants power.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: He, absolutely. He's the one setting everything up because he wants power. And it's like, I don't, see that side of oh well now that he had you know born sons with my daughter they're the true heirs it's like well if he's already named an heir right then not necessarily because my yeah you know back then it would be the word so if you go again it's like you know when ned stark was saying that joffrey baratheon was really joffrey lannister Mm -hmm. That would have made him a bastard, which would have made him...
1: His claim to the throne is illegitimate. His claim to the throne yeah.
0: is illegitimate, and that was true. So yeah. that's why Cersei was trying to stop Ned Stark, yeah. because she realized if that became you know a known fact... Then she's the, fucked. The whole yeah. Lannister family would have been wiped off. Right. They have no you know, more Westeros, power anymore. Right. Yeah, And it was one of those... So they tried to hush it up, and that's the same exact thing the Otto, as the Hand of the King is doing, mm-hmm. is he's like, um, we're going to force our way and manipulate everybody to doing the shit and of course he has the help of a lannister so it's yeah. like you know of course you know these cocksuckers are working <laughs> together already
1: i sense that you're not a big fan of the lannister family
0: dude <laughs> the, I, he's one of my least favorite characters because he's just yeah. cocky arrogant asshole yeah and which is kind Renier of their trademark, like yeah you can go fuck yourself like yeah. i'm not interested in that you. is
1: funny when he has that whole like he tries to come on to her and convince her to like yeah. marry him and she's like nah
0: <laughs> and her dad's like, I'm all set, bro. He's a good, and she's like, yeah. nah, She's like, we fuck don't need you. their fucking yeah, money. No, yeah. Like, fuck them. Yeah. Like, they turn into pieces of shit later on anyways. Yeah.
1: Well, to to continue on to your, your train of thought there, do you remember that it's like three or four episodes in, and, and Otto, remember Viserys kind of discovers that Otto kind of masterminded this whole thing of, like, placing his daughter, Alicent, in Viserys' chambers right after his first wife, Emma, died? Mm-hmm. As, like, to console him, and then right. eventually he to kind of like, yeah, to kind of plant the initial seeds of them later becoming husband and wife. Right. And he kind of discovers that Otto has done this, and he's like, Look, Otto, you've been a great hand of the king. You've been a great friend, but I have discovered recently, and Rhaenyra has helped open my eyes to the fact that you're a scheming, conniving little fucker sometimes. Right. So he takes the hand of the he takes the pin off him, right? And he's like, You're no longer hand, my hand of the king. And then Otto is leaving King's Landing and going back to, um, uh old town i think which is where the high towers live in the riverlands yeah and he's he has this Otto has this moment right in like the gates of king's landing with his daughter allison right before he's about to leave and he's like you need to do everything in your power to make sure that king viserys names your son with him heir or else you're going to be beholden to rhaenyra's mercy when he dies and she takes over right because we fucked her over and she's mad at us and if she becomes the queen of westeros when her father dies or fuck you're just leaving it up to her mercy whether or not she's gonna kill you or not and he's basically like i know i'm asking you to do the impossible and betray your childhood best friend but it's too late. We've already done that. The wheels right, are in right. motion. You need to do everything you, you can. Whether you like it or not,
0: I put the wheels in motion right. a long exactly. time Exactly.
1: Yeah. And he's like, you need to do everything in your power to convince your husband, the king, that he should change his mind. From his heir being Rhaenyra to your firstborn son and with him. I
0: don't think he ever changed his mind. They he never changed did. his mind. See, that's why I don't agree with the Greens because yeah. they're a bunch of lying backstabbers that well, fucked over the true Yeah. I mean, it obviously makes for the show, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you have to have this, otherwise have the this show tension, would be very yeah. just like, okay, so I'm just like watching a documentary. Right, right, right. So it's like I get it for the purpose of the book and the show and all of that shit, but it's yeah. like they don't have a legitimate claim to the throne based on the words of the king. Yeah.
1: They're trying to force their way in and and reassert, rechange the narrative. So that leads into what you just kind of mentioned as late, much later on, which we've already kind of touched on when Viserys is like basically on his deathbed. He's, the disease or whatever it is that he's had is like almost claimed him. He's on milk of the poppy all the time. He's just laying there kind of in in a sort of medicinally induced delirium all the time. And he has this conversation late at night with Ranira. And remember, he had kind of one of the through lines to the show is him explaining, you know, King Viserys, and one of the things that I like about him a lot is that he's a real student of not only Westerosi history, but Targaryen history. Right. And when he initially names her heir, Rhaenyra heir, earlier in the show, there's that scene down in the dungeons of King's Landing underneath the Red Keep where they're in front of Belirion's skull, that mm-hmm. dragon skull. And he's telling her, look, there's this thing that, oh, there's this story, this prophecy that only gets passed down from ruler to ruler, whoever right. sits the Iron Throne. And it's basically... Aegon the Conqueror's dream of a song of ice and fire. And he explains the whole thing. He had it etched into the dagger Dagger. that he has. And it's basically talking about there's going to be one day this evil, unstoppable force coming from the north that will threaten the existence of everyone. And it's the responsibility of the Targaryens to make sure there's a Targaryen on the throne when that happens because that's the prince that was promised who will lead all of humanity against this unstoppable force. Right. Jon Snow. Yeah, and he, he explains this to her and obviously puts this tremendous weight on her shoulders from the moment he names her heir, right? And then so fast forward way later, he's on his deathbed. Isn't that crazy that the
0: Targaryens were like, hey, by the way, there's going to be this massive fucking all-out war that if we lose, we're It's the end dead. of everything, yeah. But if there's a male Targaryen prince alive, well, we're fine. It'll, like, it'll, we're be, Gucci, all, it'll be all it, good. All per, Gucci.
1: Per this prophecy right. that this guy had 150 years ago. Right. Um, Anyway, fast forward to later. Um, Rhaenyra's there at her father's bedside. He's on his his deathbed, and he's saying, "Aegon, your son Aegon is the prince that was promised. Make sure that he's on the Iron Throne when this thing happens. I don't know when it's going to happen, but make sure that you do not give up claim to the throne to Alicent's right. Aegon, basically." And he's talking about. He keeps saying Aegon, and she's like, "Okay, okay." Aegon
0: the Third, by the way. Yeah.
1: And then later, Alicent comes in and has a similar conversation with him, like literally the night he dies. And he's saying, remember our conversation the other day, Aegon must be king. He must be king. Remember the Song of Ice and Fire or whatever. And she's like, Alicent's like, I understand my king. And he, she thinks he's talking about her Aegon. the Second. But he's not. He's, right. He thinks she's Rhaenyra because he's in this drug-induced delirium. And he's talking about Rhaenyra's Aegon, and so that's why I think that's such a crucial, fascinating scene because it sets up both Alicent and Rhaenyra to think, "I must do everything in my power to Maybe make sure if you my Aegon." Your fucking names! <laughs> exactly. All this shit would have. All been of this fucking- could have been hey, resolved if one sure of them was Damon named the second yeah, is fucking or, king. All okay. of them was named fucking
0: Bob Targaryen. This yeah, would have right. been a lot simpler. Hey, than- yo, Robert, <laughs> you're fucking king. All right, that's yeah. it. Cause Cause everyone's like, said so. who the fuck's yeah. Robert Targaryen? They're like, because, that dude.
1: Because Otto and Alicent then use that conversation to then try and claim that Aegon should everything. be king because he's like, look, King Viserys said on his deathbed to me, this kid should be king, not right. Rhaenyra. Even though they're wrong, it was a misunderstanding, but they're totally convinced that, hey, look- I know that you know to the rest of the realm he named Rhaenyra his heir twenty years ago, but he just changed his mind right before he died, and then you got Rhaenyra and Daemon being like bullshit,
0: right? And then, but then you also have them holding people captive in the capital and not letting them go, forcing them to change their allegiance, or or else they die. Basically, and then they go into the um, the dragon pits. And they bring the whole, they more or less usher the entire city in like there. Like, force them to come so in and that be they like, can, here's your new king. Yeah. Right, so that they, um, what the fuck's it called? Not in shrine, but when they... Um, to crown him, basically? Yeah, I don't, I but don't there's know like a word, a word for yeah. it. Uh, but when they crown him king so that the entire city sees yeah. that he is their true king now, yep. and they yep. like give him a lease Because they're
1: trying to make it as legitimate as possible.
0: Right. Yeah. so So they realize like, okay... We don't have a claim. We don't have a true claim to this, throne. Right, throw. right. This is, and then that's when Princess... Rhaenys. Rhaenys. Yeah. Dude, they all start with R's. See, I fucking, told you. It's like one of five names. Everyone has one of five that's names. That's when she just comes f- fucking ripping through the floor with her dragon. With her dragon yeah. And it's like, she could have just ended this shit
1: She literally right could have killed all of them. And then and that's why Damon and Rhaenyra, they confront her with that when she flies to Dragonstone to tell them what's happened. Damon's like, you could have killed them all. What are you doing? And she's like, "I understand that I'm going to have a part in this war, but it's not my war to start." Right. She's like, "I'm I like her character she's a like, lot." She's like,
0: "If if I kill them there, then I am acting on behalf of my house, aka the Valarian house." Right, right. And
1: cuz she's basically saying like, "Look, I cuz her nickname is like the queen who never was, right? Cuz she right. was one of the two options at the it great was like, council between her and Viserys." I pretty
0: and it was like a f- 51 to 49. Yeah, I think it was vote. very close. Like, yeah. They might as well have just named them both king and queen at yeah, that point. Yeah.
1: But there's this whole history of her being like she feels like and everyone in her life, especially her husband feels like she should have been named queen, but right. the the realm spoke and they're not willing to have a female on the iron throne and all this kind of stuff. So she has this whole thing weighing over her head of like she was almost had the most power in the land, but didn't quite get but there.
0: Th- but then again, it's another scene where she's kind of gone. Okay, I'm never going to be queen, so she's yeah. kind of given up on the dream. Exactly. Husband. Her husband, yeah. was her husband like, has not. We're going to fucking rule yeah. the world, yeah. and, and she's just
1: kind of like, look, I've kind of resigned myself to the fact that I'm going to be your lady queen and your your lady uh, leader of Driftmark, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be a Valyrian first and a Targaryen second, basically. Right. And so that's kind of what she's trying to say at the end there where Damon and Rhaenyra confront her and are like, why didn't you just kill all of them with your dragon then? And she's like, this is not my war to start.
0: Right, it, because it, if she kills them, yeah. then it looks like she's trying to claim the throne when I think she doesn't care to exactly. claim the throne. She's
1: like, look, if my husband and our house, Valarian decide to side with you, fair enough. I will fight with right. you in this war. Dude, but it's not my job to start this war. You right. know what I mean?
0: Talk about another epic scene when he comes back. Everyone's like, we don't know if the Sea Snake's going to you know, make it because he was yeah. injured again when he was off battling. Yeah. He was having a hard time like dealing with that because all this shit happened. His son died. His, his daughter died. His daughter his died. Brother, yeah. He pretty much... I don't think he ha- well. Technically, his son never died, but right. he doesn't they know think that. that. Yeah, yeah. So everybody he loved died, and now he has two daughter or two granddaughters from Damon's side from his original marriage to their daughter. Right. So those are pure blood, pure blood, pure bred Valarion Targaryen kids. Right. And then. He has these adopted kids these two grandsons from Ranira and, and Lenor, who Laenor. was his son. Yeah. Right.
1: But even though they're actually strong. Right. But, but he for, raises them as that yeah, they are his grandkids. Exactly. And yeah. one
0: of the one that dies the Lucerys or Luceris, Luke, yeah. he dies at the end, was gonna take over um, Driftmark. Driftmark yeah. and become Lord of Driftmark right, when right. he died. So it's right. like he, he played it off because he had to to keep And then he comes walking in and, you know, he's got his cane too. And he asks, um, Luceris, you know, what would you do or whose houses? So they're at this war table and he goes, well, you have my house and my Navy. Right. And pledges to Rhaenyra. And I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. Let's go. Hell yeah. And now I'm sitting there going, can someone just send a dragon up to the Starks? Like, show me what Winterfell's like right now.
1: I would love to see, because in Fire and Blood, the book, you get – Some Starks definitely come into play and some Baratheons. The Baratheons, actually, you learn, go way back. Their relationship with the Targaryens goes way back. I think they actually, there was a, I forget the dude's name, but there was a Baratheon, some savage ancestor of Robert Baratheon was basically like aligned himself with Aegon the Conqueror when a- when Aegon the First came over and started conquering Westeros. Well, yeah, so if
0: everybody's fucking shit up, we should be like, hey, we're we're good yeah. with you. Like, so their relationship goes side. back
1: a long way. Um, but it, I would be very interested to start seeing. You know, we get in the last episode of this first season, we see one of Robert Baratheon's ancestors, and then you know there are Starks and Lannisters out there as well. Right. Um, I would love to see some of, like, Ned Stark's ancestors and, like, what those guys right, were like. Right, because
0: you're introduced to the Lannisters because they have a seat on the mm-hmm. small council or whatever mm-hmm. already yeah. with the, the guy that they wanted to marry.
1: What is that um, Lannister guy's name? Do we know?
0: He is Lannister Jason... Jason. He's, Jason. He's Jason. My, it's a pretty normal name. Yeah. I mean, you go from, like, <laughs> you know, Lucerys and Aegon and... Dude, we haven't even talked about Amond. We've got to talk we, about Amon, because he's a cool character, but at the same time, it's like he's the fucking problem.
1: He's, he's going to be an issue.
0: So He is an issue.
1: Amon, for anyone who doesn't know, is...
0: Second-born son.
1: Second-born son to Alicent and King Viserys.
0: And he's the one that was a real bitch, never had his own yeah, dragon. Yeah, he's the one
1: who, when he, when they were very young, remember they brought out a pig, <laughs> a pig with, with wings on it <laughs> down in the dragon pit, right, and they were like making fun of him. He's kind of this weird like had this weird like old soul energy as a young kid and he was kind of this awkward kid that right. they all kind of made fun of.
0: You looked at him and he was going to be kind of like uh, a little finger, like a politician right, guy, right, like a right, little right. skin, you know.
1: Yeah, and then they have um, – he ends up having this night where right after – so it's – okay, and the names are really – So
0: it's right, I mean, it's, yes, it's right after Lady Liana kills herself. Yes, it's
1: right after Lady Liana Valerian, who was having – one of her kids, she was in childbirth with one of her kids with Damon. Right, is going through so much agony. She basically goes out to her dragon and forces her dragon to to burn and, her alive. And
0: her dragon is the largest living dragon at right. the moment.
1: It's Vagar. I Vhagar, think is the yeah. name of the dragon. It's a giant fucking old ass dragon. Um, anyway, so right after she dies. They're having this funeral service. By the way, that whole episode of the funeral was one of the most intense, like crazy things to watch because, like, just all the interactions between all these characters Dude, who yeah, fucking you didn't hate know each who other. Because then yeah. all of a
0: sudden you had the silver cloaks, the white cloaks, the white oh, cloaks, yeah. which are the at that point the Kingsguard. And that's another thing we are haven't are touched cloaks. on is all they, the shit
1: going on with them too.
0: <laughs> they show up to her funeral where you have Damon and Ranira and mm-hmm. they're like. Yeah, it's and you
1: have that the um I forget the dude's name, the member of the King's Guard who Rhaenyra fucked, who now hates her because uh, he he feels like she kind of betrayed him.
0: Sir Criston
1: Sir Criston Cole, that's right. He he's a big part of the show. We yeah. haven't even touched on the whole
0: She, she fucked Christ him Cole and then element. he becomes the queen's like the it's not what whatever the main one like um how the Hound became Joffrey's like yeah, he's his true guard, like the then, the main
1: bodyguard, right? Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever like, they, whatever their he term switched from is. the
0: yeah. princess to the queen, and was like, "Fuck the princess." Yeah, Fuck exactly. Her
1: up. Yeah, because she basically broke his heart right. and like fucked him, and then left. <laughs> and then anyway, fucked Leinor Valarian. No, Sir Harwin. Or Sir Harwin. <laughs> That's why he's so mad. <laughs> right. Is because he knows she fucked Sir Harwin right. and has been passing her kids. off. Because then this.
0: when they're fighting or they're like training in the training pits, Sir Harwin comes out and like picks up his kids uh-huh. and is like you don't do this to kids. And he's like, all right, you pick up a sword and right, right, they're right. about to fight. And then that's when, and that's
1: when he loses his temper. Sir
0: Harold, who is the, um, like the, the leader of the, or the white cloaks comes yeah. in and is like enough's a fucking enough. Like right, quit right. doing this. I shit. like that
1: guy a lot, by the way, the old, old, Dude, grizzled, I, I want to know what bearded. happens
0: to him. Cause he turned in his white cloak mm-hmm. and was like, I can't do this for you.
1: Yeah. Once he finds out their organ, they've been organizing this like coup right. the whole time. He's like, no, I'm not okay with this. And put, right. like, I gave my allegiance
0: yeah. To him and his daughter. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. And it's like, did they kill him? Or is he like. Or is he just. just is he going to pop yeah. up sometime and be like. I guarantee we're going to see well, him. Because then you again, have the yeah. brothers, one who's like, I'm going to go serve Rhaenyra, oh, yeah. And then you have the other one who's like, nah, fuck Rhaenyra, I'm going to yeah, serve. Yeah. yeah. Him. And they like. Yeah, they set each other. One of them sets the other one up. And, uh-huh.
1: So we're, we we got real off topic there for a second. But there's what too we're, much to cover in there's one episode. There's too much to cover. There's so much that happens in this show. But we were going to talk about Aemond the night that... What's her name again? That she commits suicide? Velaryon, the um, daughter. I, these fucking names are so hard to keep track of.
0: Lady Lyanna.
1: Lady Lyanna. So the night that she dies... Well, the night of her funeral, rather. Right. Uh, Aemond Targaryen sneaks out there and basically claims her dragon in the middle right. of the night he right just climbs up well, climbs so, up on there claims her dragon which is something that no one was expecting like- and he's basically now that dragon's bound to him right because it was supposed and, to go
0: to her one of her daughters with damon exactly
1: exactly but they're all like 10 when this is happening right. or something like that or 10 or 15 something like that and anyway he comes back and like you have Rhaenyra's kids confronting Allison's kids.
0: And, and Damon's And kids. Damon's
1: kids and the daughters are like, What the fuck? That was supposed to be my dragon to claim. And Eamon's like, Well, you should have claimed him that or claimed right. her it's then. I guess it's now. my fucking dragon now. And that's when one of Rhaenyra's kids takes a knife and like cuts out Amon's eye, basically. They get well, into because this whole they're scuffle. attacking,
0: And he's smacking his brother with a exactly, rock. Yeah. And he just whips out and, yeah, and, cuts, and cuts his his, his, his whole eye. eye and
1: fucks his whole eye up. And then they that's that cuts to the scene of them all gathered around the fireplace in the halls of... Uh,
0: the Driftmark?
1: Driftmark. Um, and they're patching up Eamon's eye and everything, and he's basically right. like saying this whole thing of, like, it's okay, mother, I lost an eye tonight, but gained a dragon and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, this kid's going to be a savage. Right,
0: he realized, like, okay, I sacrificed what I needed to to yeah. become the man that right. no one thought I would ever be.
1: Exactly, exactly. So, And then that leads into that whole crazy encounter while where Viserys is in there, the King's Guard's in there, all these important lords and ladies are there. Um and then Alicent and Rhaenyra get at each other's throats. Right. And Alicent grabs the dagger and, and, com- and comes after Rhaenyra and ends up slicing her and everything. And that is the beginning of like Viserys being like Oh my god, I have to do everything in my power to keep the peace here cuz my whole family's at each right. other's throats. Like the,
0: she tried to kill my daughter. Right. She's my wife. My wife
1: tried to kill my daughter just now. Right. Clearly who, things who are not Who was her best friend? Yeah, clearly things are not going well. And that's so funny that like he, you know, right before he dies when he's got that Phantom of the Opera mask on and he holds that big dinner and he gets everyone together for dinner and he's like, Dude. "Look, in the name of your grandfather, your husband, your brother, your father, Please, for the love of God, can we just have a meal together and not be at each other's throats? And everyone's like, "Okay, fine." And then he's like, "You know, he's in too much pain." He goes off to bed, and like the fucking second he's out of the room, they're immediately at each other's throats again. And it's like, in that episode, (laughs) you can really tell you're like, "Oh my god!" As soon as this guy dies, it's fucked. It's all out war because like he's the only thing holding all of these people back from just killing each other. Well,
0: because Amon the Second is married to his sister.
1: Yes. And yes.
0: then his brother. God, dude. I, it's so hard. So fucking I'm glad we have the cast list up. It's so Aegon, excuse me, is married to his sister. Amon is not married, and I don't think he has been pledged a wife yet. Right. But then both of Rhaenyra's sons are pledged to what would be technically going or, like or Untechnically going back to their. Well, so their <laughs> mom is Rhaenyra. And now their stepdad is Damon,
1: who's her, who's uncle. her <laughs>
0: uncle, and his two daughters with the Valerian chick right. are now pledged to Rhaenyra's kids. So Ramira's are they like h-
1: half-siblings or cousins? I don't know how that would work exactly, they're like but they're closely twice related. Twice cousins
0: removed, but they share the same blood. They're, so they're closely like related. Yeah. First cousins fucking. But yeah. now they're both pledged to each other. Uh-huh. So Damon's two daughters are now pledged to Rhaenyra's two sons right. to marry and wed. And then that's before they have their kids. Yeah. Then
1: Damon and Rhaenyra directly have kids right. together.
0: Have like three. And it's like, so the, did the, the fucking bloodline just,
1: it's, Almost impossible to follow. Like,
0: you would need a full wall, and you start with the first Targaryen, and then you got to, like, really, like, separate it out, and then you could be like, okay, now I get it. And you're like, we're here, but look at all the cousin-fucking-brother-sister-fucking-relationships. And and you and
1: me were looking at this. I have the Fire and Blood book, book here with us, and there's the Targaryen family tree. And you and I were just looking at it, and it is, like... You have to think hard as you're kind of working your way through the family tree to track like, okay, wait, who's this again? And this is the second Aegon and he's married to who and has kids with who? It is really hard to keep track They're of. Too hard I, to follow. But I think that's what kind of makes the whole thing so fascinating is you? that's the reason you end up in this situation where you have this family basically going at each other in this massive civil war because right. – there's so much inbreeding and and like betrayal of people's you know like are you taking sides outside of the family you know right. like are, who are it's you like pledging know, to
0: because we're all still related yeah we're
1: all still technically related so we shouldn't be yeah i don't know the whole thing is very confusing but it it makes for great drama and i think the political intrigue of this first season so i really liked how they give you enough of this first season of like all out combat scenes right you get some of it some actual violence but a lot of it is is planting the seeds for the all-out civil war that's going to happen and i think they ended it on a perfect note while it's like simultaneously frustrating that we now have to wait like a year and a half or two years for the next season it's also like the perfect note to end on where you're like oh my god i'm so excited to see where this goes
0: I think it's going to be good. I think we're now going to get into the... Like you know, like I said with Game of Thrones, it starts slow. It tries to build up the storyline and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like they behead Ned Stark and then it's, and like, then it's like all oh hell breaks shit. loose. Yeah. And that's kind of how you end closer to the end of season yes. one. And then it's like season two, you're like Rob Absolutely. Stark's called for war. He's called yep. his Bannerman in there. And now the shit is hitting war. the fan. Yep. And now it's like, bam. Yeah. We got to wait.
1: So I don't know if you had thought about this, but I thought about this the other day. N- Viserys, King Viserys in House of the Dragon, he is to House of the Dragon as Ned Stark was to Game of Thrones, if you think about it. Because from the moment of each of those two characters' deaths is when all of the shit hits the fan, and that kicks off the rest of the story.
0: Right, they knew the truth, and the truth died with them.
1: You get these two patriarchal... Otherwise,
0: they would have been one season shows. Yeah,
1: you have these two patriarchal leaders, fatherly figures and leaders of these two major houses the minute the, each of their deaths occur shit hits the fan yep and it kind of spur and it, they they both of their deaths occur at the very end of the first season
0: although one of them is shit hits the fan within a family right the other one is shit hits the fan within Between multiple families getting all 7 kingdoms involved in a fucking yeah. massive war exactly yeah that then ends up being a war on like 18 different fronts uh-huh with You know, a psycho bitch ending up ruling the kingdom with her inbred kids. Like, it just never fucking ends. Like, dude, I
1: love this show so much, I love this world. So you and me were kind of talking, and I was like, "I think because you're like, be
0: watching Game of Thrones probably tonight." <laughs> you were like, "I'm probably really the 15th time." You're like,
1: "I'm debating on whether I should restart Game of Thrones," and I was like, "I guarantee you, after this podcast of us talking about House of the Dragon, you're gonna want to restart it." And it's gotten me so excited to talk about this again. I really, I don't have the fucking time to, but I should just sit down and rewatch Game of Thrones. It's so fucking great.
0: I'll probably end up rewatching it for probably like like the seventh time now. <laughs> Dude, it's too good. Like, it's so good. And it's so long, though, that when I finish it, I'm like, kind of miss, like, season one. Exactly, like, it was the like stuff s- that
1: you saw earlier, it like feels like it hours happened ago. so long ago. Well, in the course of those characters. So uh, another thing that, I, again, I follow HBO on Instagram. They posted a little clip from Game of Thrones, and it was basically the reunion that happens between Jon Snow and Sansa in Winterfell in, like, season eight. And just them seeing each other for the first time in so many years and thinking about, you know as you're a viewer watching this this reunion happening, you're thinking about like, oh my God, think about how much shit Sansa went through in the last however many years and how much shit Jon Snow went through in the right. last se- several years. And think about, imagine not seeing your sibling for that long and, and, and you both going through so many harrowing, horrific, triumphant, Crazy events in your life to just be like, How you been, man? It's like, right. well, we need some drinks and we'll sit by the fire and I got some fucking stories fucking to tell you. Like, and
0: then i shows up and you're like, Well, how where the fuck?" are? And Arya, same you thing been? with
1: her and Bran. Like he's he's like, You would not fucking believe what I
0: felt to. Like <laughs> And then Bran looks at his cousin and is like, John, you're not my brother. You're my fucking cousin.
1: And you're also the heir to the iron throne. And you're throne, also the heir to so the like, iron yeah. throne. I don't know if you knew curly haired but
0: fuck <laughs> But by the way, I'm going to sit on the Iron Throne because I already know what's happening.
1: Yeah, let's, we can get into the whole. Dude, thing I love it, I love but. the
0: end of Game of Thrones too, and they're like, "John, you have to pledge the black," and I'm like, "What the fuck are you protecting it from? That shit's exactly. over." Exactly. And he gets up to the wall, and he's just like, "I'm going up north." I'm going up north, <laughs> yeah, like, going up north with Torment Giant go, yeah. Spain. Me and
1: Tormund are going to go hang out. I guess. Just speaking north of, of Torment,
0: he's my uh, fantasy name.
1: Great character. Um, let's touch on right before we wrap up. Let's touch on what are your th- so. Since Game of Thrones ended in 2019, there has been lots of discussion and rumors and news about the different spinoff shows that they are, the HBO is wanting to make. House of the Dragon obviously is the first one to reach fruition and be an actual show. Um, supposedly, we're getting a Jon Snow spinoff show, and Kit Harrington has agreed to come back and portray Jon Snow. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know how excited I am about that idea as a show.
0: Uh, it's one of those things. I don't know how I would construct it as the directors or like an HBO owning the rights to the show, but I would want to do I would almost want to do like a after Game of Thrones show where I show Bran Stark for a season as the ruler of mm-hmm. the six kingdoms and you know Arya going off east sailing. I want to see what happens with her. I want to see how the Northern Kingdom does. With Sansa, as she says, the North will rule itself as yeah. we have for thousands of become years. Become an independent kingdom. And then, yeah, right? I want to see what happens with John going, you know, up north. And it's like, I want to see what happens because it was just like you get Arya on a boat. You get John walking through the wall going up north with the, mm-hmm. the free folk. And then you get Bran's, you know, what is it? Bran the Broken is his king's yeah. name. Yeah. And it's like, what happens though? Like, do we live in peace because Bran is literally just. You know he knows this, like, everything, so all he scene, can just control King, yeah. all situations. And it's like, what happens? Like, I want to know certain things that happen, but again, it's like one of those things because the books haven't been finished. How do we know? Like, they already went on mm-hmm. a limb and said this is what we would have done. This is what we think
1: how it's supposed to end, right? Yeah.
0: And then they just ended abruptly. But it's like, so how much more is there? So I'd rather them do a Stark family, you know. like I do a Northern show where, Mm. because the Starks have ruled the North for thousands of years, right? you know? So it's like, okay, they've been there that long. Why don't we watch, learn how the Starks were there. And then you could probably go into like an off spin of the game of Thrones like afterwards. But it's like,
1: here's my thing. While I, I see your point about wanting to know what happens to all those characters after the events of season eight of game of Thrones, now that the Night King and the White Walkers have been vanquished, I kind of don't get the point of returning to what happens after that. You know what I mean? It's like the from the beginning of Game of Thrones, the entire buildup was to what's going to happen when this army of undead reach Westeros? What's going to happen? Well, now we know. So it's like I kind of don't care what Jon does now. And he, right, Like,
0: it's just like he's going to go up there, find he's a wife, kinda, start a family, Yeah, he's kind of you know?
1: renounced the prophecy. He doesn't want to be king. They named Bran king. They vanquished the White Walkers, which was kind of John's whole purpose of being a leader in the first place. He doesn't want to be a king. He doesn't want to be a leader. Well,
0: he's going to be the leader of the free folk. We all yeah, know that. Yeah,
1: and that's, that's, that's where he feels like he's at most at home is, is leading these right. free folk people. But it's like I don't really – I don't find that as captivating as an idea. You know what I mean? Especially it's,
0: just, it's, it's one of those is what are you going to make them do? Like if he's just chilling, you know, they're fishing, hunting, they just live their free right. folk life. Like it's not going to be interesting because there's not going to be conflict. Exactly. Like and what's the, conflict? the only thing what's that the... makes things interesting is conflict. Yeah. So it's one of those, I wish they would have expanded one more episode and shown like them flourishing or doing whatever. Like, 10 years later, right? Yeah. You know, Jon Snow has three kids with a wife and yeah. the free folk are living in their own, you know, keep and, you know, they're free, whatever. Yeah. You know, have found Iceland and is like, <laughs> fuck, I'm going back to... Yeah, yeah. You know, although I guess she's from the North so she would have liked it. And yeah. You know, Bran's leading a very peaceful Six Kingdoms and mm-hmm. Sansa in the North or flirt- like, if they did one extra episode to just expand on those roles like a 10 year them. later, yeah. kind of like how Harry Potter did it at the end, right? Yeah, they did this flash they forward. They did this flash like, forward yeah. 12 years or whatever to yeah. when Harry and his kids. They're all going to Hogwarts mm-hmm. then, right? You, you see, Oh, you know, we don't know what happened to them. We don't know like what they're, yeah. Um, they're doing, but, but here's where they ended up. Here's yeah. where they ended up and, and a peace of mind. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I would have been okay with that because there's so much unknown of what happens. But yeah, it's one of those, if there's no conflict, it's not going to be an interesting draw. Whereas like, yeah. like I said, house of dragon kind of slow, start, starts slow like that because you're like, where's the conflict? Like right. where, and then all of a sudden you see they're setting it up and then they're just like, bam, there's a the conflict. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh, all right, all right.
1: yeah. I, I just think there's so many. So here's one of the ideas I heard about of a spinoff they were considering is the long night. Which is basically set thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones, and it's about the first time the White Walkers were so they, like I would rising.
0: Be, I'd be interested in which in the that first would men. be
1: fascinating. Like the like because then you're going way back before right. any of the characters we know were e- ever even a thought.
0: Right. So I'd be interested in like you know like, like what
1: did Westeros look like before the Wall was built?
0: Right. That kind so, of shit, you know what I mean. So like they talk about in Game of Thrones in the um. Dude, why can't I? I'm drawing so many blanks right now on names? Who are you thinking of? Um, the guys that take the black pledge. Why am I fucking the Night's Watch? The Night's Watch. Yeah, Dear yeah. Lord, can't think of anything. Um, they're at the Fist of the First Men, and that's when they unveil the Dragon Glass. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah, show me how the White Walkers. Like you, right. they, they do a little um, clip of the what are the Force, the children of the children of the Force, children yeah. of the Forest. They're the ones that created the White Walkers because yeah. the men were the first men the first whatever, men were yeah. like killing them off so they mm-hmm. created this army to protect them and then realized got out of control this and, fucking yeah. army was not going to protect them yeah um, so yeah I'd be interested to see like how that all came up yeah. because there's multiple conflicts that start yeah and then it's one of those I also sit there and think so for thousands of years these guys couldn't figure out how to get past the little wall when it like <laughs> it got built they needed a fucking dragon to die and then yeah. that's how they you're you're dead like you could just stack up people and just start climbing over the wall and then you just jump off the wall go splat and then you stand back up again and you know go limping or running well supposedly
1: back. there's some didn't John's uncle, uh, uncle who was on Benjen. the Benjamin didn't he say something about there was magic built into the wall too, and that's part right, of what's so, keeping the so the Nightwalkers at bay?
0: He was touched by a walker, but like,
1: yeah, because remember he couldn't go back. He couldn't go back. He had through to stay north wall. of the wall. He's yeah. like, the, the, I'll die. That magic that keeps them at bay is also keeping me from crossing.
0: <laughs> right. So where does the magic disappear from? Where's yeah one? Well,
1: where does that come from? Who like right. how did that all start? So I think if if, if it's me and I'm in charge of okay. We want if HBO is like, we want to make spinoff shows of Game of Thrones because it's the most massive show of all time, it's our single most successful and most popular show of all time, out of all of the different ideas for spinoffs we could make, what, do you, what are the ideas you find the most captivating? A Jon Snow spinoff show at, set after the events of season eight of Game of Thrones is like the most boring possible idea for a spinoff to me. I would much rather see the Long Night idea. Right. I'd much rather see... A Targaryen history show that goes back even further to old Valyria, and we see what old Valyria looked like with all of the dragon lord families and what that was like.
0: I guess depending on the Doom of Valyria,
1: any of that would be more interesting to me. I,
0: I guess depending when House of Dragon ends, I could give you a better opinion because depending when it ends. If they don't go into like the Mad King and, and that war yeah, with yeah. Braithian and Stark and all Robert's of that, Robert's Rebellion
1: shit. and stuff. Yeah. Like
0: if they if they go into that, I would love to see that. Like that because be cra- it just adds more to awesome. the story, right? Yeah. And it sets you up to go directly into yeah. Game of Thrones. But out of Game of Thrones, there really is no stories that you're like, I need to dig deeper into this. Right? You know, set
1: after Game of Thrones, the. The juiciness of the storytelling options you have is much smaller than right, because all things the main conflict beforehand. and
0: all yeah. the main like villains are dead. It's all done. Yeah. And it's like, like the story so you have to create it's, it's new over. villains. Right.
1: So my my ideas would be I would love to see The Long Night. I would love to see an old Valyria show. I would love to see a show about Aegon the Conqueror conquering Westeros. I think that would be right. fascinating. I would love to see a show that's set right before Game of Thrones and covers Robert's Rebellion. I think that yeah. would be fascinating. Robert and, and his relationship and his friendship with Ned Stark and gathering all the banners. And, the and, and, and him, Robert, vanquishing Rhaegar Targaryen on the Trident and all this kind of stuff. That shit sounds fascinating to me. Right. But we're not getting any of that. It doesn't sound like we're getting, oh, here's a Jon Snow spinoff of him well, fishing but House the, of, the That's why I north. said House like, of the Dragon,
0: depending how long they go with it, could take us there. If they don't yeah, take us there, yeah. then give us... You know the the whole Mad King reign and yeah. why we had to, because that's um I don't remember which king used it but they when they developed um Dragon's Breath like oh, yeah. show us the first uses of that and mm-hmm. like this whole the Mad King's reign that and led wanting to, to burn this. everyone and right. Jamie
1: and the, stabbing him in the back and everything right yeah. like
0: show like show us this that's fascinating that's, that's a lot of yeah. conflicts that go on. Yes. And it builds the story to people that we all know. Right. And it's like, that would be interesting. But yeah, out of everything in Game of Thrones, the only thing I would say would be like cool or that they could have done would be like a Dothraki. That'd be dope. Where they just like, one horde goes and murders another horde and then yeah. it takes everyone into that horde and then they go to another horde yeah. and murder that horde. That's like, another
1: whole thing of untouched or untapped potential is like Essos and everything that happens over there. Because it's so vastly... Different than the way Westeros is operated, like run and operated, um, all the kind of history of Essos and, right. and everything that's happened over there. I mean, there's so many directions or you could free take. The city it. of Braavos. Yeah. Like show us. I that just. Shit. Yeah. The the history of that whole religion of the faceless men or the right. the many faced God and all that kind of. Right. Like he touches on so many things. You get these little hints and glimpses at stuff that sounds so fascinating. And for them to just be like, yeah, we're going to give you a Jon Snow spinoff show of him like hanging out in the north. I'm like, really? Like that's hey, the most trap boring down
0: three trees in episode yeah, three. Yeah,
1: it's like that's the most boring route you could take. And maybe I'm completely off base, and maybe they have a really great idea for it. I'm just not seeing it. Um, but I think to end this podcast, the fucking point of this whole thing should be George, please release the last books.
0: I, well, see, so if he does, it's going to change. Everything I feel, it, like. I think it will because he was. Because uh, it'll be the
1: true ending. It'll right. be like here's the mastermind saying this is the ending of this story. Right, and he Here was an
0: advisor go. to the show, but it sounds like they didn't really listen to what he was saying. Like they kind of yeah. skewed his words, and
1: or they he just didn't give them quite the roadmap they needed, and they just went okay. Well, look, we got to end the show, so here's what we're gonna do.
0: Right. So, but you got to think.
1: I mean, it's a planned seven book series. He's only released five. So there's two books, two probably thousand plus page books left that he needs right. to release. Of like, here's how this story ends.
0: Which means Game of Thrones, if people would be willing, could be reopened mm-hmm. and been like, yo, scrap season seven and eight. Yeah. Even though season seven was fucking great, but this is where the,
1: this is how it's actually this supposed is how to how it's supposed yeah. to go, based on what he wrote. Right. In the book.
0: Based on yeah. continuing the true story. Yeah. Of the the novels oh,
1: what a great what a great world and a fantastic I mean, we
0: probably missed so many details uh, i'm
1: sure we did so maybe we'll run this episode back yeah um, if you guys like this if you like the house of the dragon talk the game of thrones talk we can always revisit this i know we've done at least one game of thrones episode I think we've done past. two. yeah maybe a couple it's so fun to talk about man it's such a fascinating world with so many intricate layers to it there's, I love there's it. just too much like i love too, it
0: even, it was 10 episodes and there's too much to talk about yeah
1: so much happens. There's so like much it's going too on.
0: Fucking, we're going to have to do this for every season, though, because if we try and do like a whole series recap, it's going to be like... Oh, God. Okay, so this name and this name. So this person, right. A... And you're
1: like, remember that guy three seasons ago who was he had blonde hair? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had
0: blonde hair, you know, incest. And his, and his name was
1: Aegon? And I was like, that doesn't narrow it down, dude. They're, they're
0: like, so 14 people. All yeah, right. Okay.
1: We're down to 14. <laughs> Great. There's only 14
0: guys that could possibly fit that description. And you're like, well, fuck. Okay. What about? And you're like, no, just, just, no. We're just going to say person A and move on.
1: I'm, I'm super down to do a season by season recap, though. That'd be, well, we'll be be back. So
0: the next episode then will air in about a year and a half. Um, So you guys have a great year and a half and we'll talk to you then. Right. Everyone's like, "What? You have
1: you have plenty of time to catch up on season one before season two comes out." Um, I will say that. So all
0: I know is, by the time season two comes out, I'll have probably watched House of Dragon five times, and I'll probably have rewatched really Game good, of man. Thrones another like three or four times.
1: I was a big fan, and I'm very excited for where the show goes. I think it could. I think it could rival the popularity and the success of the original show. I, I truly do. I think don't.
0: So. I don't think the storyline could be as good. Just because there's so many different angles that came into Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. But I definitely think the popularity is gonna It'll it'll stay very it'll high. Be very the, high. Yeah. Um, I mean here, let's see if we can pull up numbers real quick. I was gonna say
1: HBO has released some numbers and information about the success of House of the Dragon and how many people have watched it, and it's been tremendously popular let's for me. See that. if
0: there's a Wikipedia on it. I mean,
1: it makes sense why HBO is like We're going to continue to make spinoffs of this story because the story is so successful and so popular.
0: So this is on Wikipedia. I don't know how factual it is or correct it is or if this is just on Sunday nights when the episodes were released, if this is that accuracy. But episode one had 2.17 million U.S. viewers. Uh, Episode 2, 2.26, 1.75, 1.81, 1.83, 1.86, 1.88, 1.73, 1.56, 1.85. Those are obviously the episodes in order with the millions of viewers in the U.S. Again, I don't know how accurate any of that is because they could still be compiling, you know, the numbers yeah. for that. And well, and it's- it,
1: something important to add to that too. Those are, I think, direct on HBO, the channel viewings as of the airing of the episode. But keep in mind, people like you and me watch it on HBO Max maybe two days later, a week later, a month later. Right. So I don't know how many. I don't know if that's including the amount of streams and views that they have had on HBO Max as well. Because if you think about it. A lot. I don't watch it on HBO the channel. Like I don't pay for HBO through my cable subscription. Right. I, I watch I, it on I HBO Max. I get home Max. and I just throw it on. Yeah, the like whenever TV. Like, is convenient. Right.
0: Because as soon, as, I think at eight o'clock on Sundays, is mm-hmm. HBO Max is like, yo, here's like it just drops Game there. of Here Thrones, you go, yeah. and you can watch on demand. It yeah. adds it to the channel or like the, the episode list, so you can yeah. watch one through 10 now. Right. Um,
1: so I don't know if those numbers are including the people who like watched it at work the next day. You know what I mean? Right. While they're having their coffee. It,
0: it looks like the episode three had the lowest ratings via Rotten Tomatoes. And it was probably like 84% was like positive reviews. So
1: I know that on IMDB, the rating. So one thing to add to, of, of course, I'm about, just looking at Wikipedia. Yeah, so you can't, yeah
0: can't take this with um, you know, accuracy at all.
1: One of the things a lot of people were closely watching is the Amazon Prime video Lord of the Rings prequel show Rings of Power was airing right around the same time House of the Dragon was. Here's a and comparisons
0: so, with Rings of Power. There
1: you go. And so the, the, it was kind of the comparison of these two massive fantasy shows. Um and I think House of the Dragon ended up being much higher rated. So on IMDb, the first season has an 8.6 out of 10, which is a very strong rating. Um, and I think Rigs of Power, last time I checked, had like a 6.9 out of 10. So I will say, having seen both, I, I, I enjoyed Rings of Power. And if you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you'll like it. But it, House of the Dragon is a better show. I to watch show. it. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I think you'll like it
0: um but to touch on that you know i don't think a shows success is based on its ratings necessarily it's based on its views kind of like right, know, a yeah, podcast yeah, right yeah. we're not based on people being like oh you have 95 five episodes out of five or right whatever. right and you got a it's, five out of five on yeah. 65 of them it's like no it's how we many had people fifty thousand yeah. people listen right. or we had eight people listen yeah, right so get your listens up people um but the rings of power the first The Rings of Power's first two episodes had more than 1.25 billion minutes of streaming minutes compared to more than 780 million for House of Dragon. Hmm. So I don't know the episode lengths of The Rings of Power. They're about an um, hour, I think. Because that obviously would play a fact in total minutes streamed. It's also
1: kind of a confusing statistic. Like... Billions of minutes streamed. I don't really even know. So,
0: if you take 1.25 billion minutes and you divide that by the total time of two episodes of Rings of Power, that would be arguably how many times that show was watched. Right for the first two episodes. But I guess
1: that's kind of misleading because people could be having repeat viewings and stuff too. Like, well, right, I, I like don't know. Some, it's some people
0: weird. like on on Saturday might watch or Sunday morning they might wake up and watch episode one of. Game of Thrones, or uh, of House of Dragon, and then episode two came out that night, and they watched yeah. episode two. Right. And then the next week, when episode three was coming out, they would wake up and watch episode two, and then watch right. episode... You know, yeah. some people might do that. So yeah, it's a confusing statistic, but it's, it's a a one little, of those...
1: It's a little misleading, yeah. There
0: was probably more people watching Rings of Power. I think it's more easily available, as it's just on Amazon, yeah. and not HBO, and people are like, we all have Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah. Um, but again, it's... I think House of Dragons is going to be wildly successful moving on. I, I think totally agree. When people really get into it, because like, you know, people probably don't, like me, right? I didn't watch Game of Thrones until everything was released. Yeah, you were pretty late to the party. I was years late yeah. to the party. Now I'm keeping up with House of Dragon, but it's like, how many people are going to be like me when House of Dragons done filming? Yeah, they're like, filming, I'll, just, I'll just watch and it. They're like, when it's are like, I'm going to watch yeah. all of it in one run.
1: And that's definitely an approach. I mean, I, I, under- I think my parents... Me and Taya watched it episode by episode, and my parents agreed that they were just going to wait until all ten episodes had premiered and just binge it. Which I was like, I mean, I'm totally, I get it. Like, if you guys want to do that, I think that's a great idea because binging is, you know, it's one of those things where if if one episode ends on a cliffhanger, you want to be able to just hop right into the next one.
0: That was me in Game of Thrones. (laughs) Like, that's why I finished the first time I watched it through. I, I think I finished it in two weeks. Yeah, because f- you're just
1: like, oh my God, I need to know what happens. The full and thing, just, and yeah. it
0: would it would be, I mean, I did it when I had like 10 days off of work too, so it's like I woke right. up. You're
1: like, I'm not doing shit because i for watching this show.
0: I would just yeah. get my coffee, and I'd go sit down, and I'd start, and yeah. it would just be like, I'm like nine episodes deep right. one day, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to drink another coffee and just yeah, finish, just and, and I'd yeah. finish like five more, and then I would wake up and do the, and it was just, you know, there was snow outside, it was the middle of the pandemic, like, yeah. I was like, like Fuck there's not it. else to do. I'm just gonna binge. And everyone's the show, like, yeah. so are you? On, you done with season one? I'm like, I'm on season seven, <laughs> and it's fucking great. And everyone's like, huh? And I'm it's like,
1: tremendous, man. It's tremendous. I mean, I
0: could finish a whole season in a day, easy. I, no I was problem.
1: actually really late to the party as well. I did not see Game of Thrones until I think right before season seven was about to drop, and then me and Taya binged one through six, watched seven, and then of course I had to wait a couple of years until. See, eight that's dropped. my biggest
0: issue. Is like um, House of Dragon got me so like amped up and then yeah. I've got to be like, calm yourself down. You got you to wait over a year. Yeah, you got to
1: wait like a year and a half now for season two, and, which
0: I mean, they spent, I think they said they spent 200 million, shooting just season one yeah so i get that they were probably like we need to see how much money we make exactly see see how successful it's going to be if yeah. we're going to spend 200 million per season we got to make sure we're probably bringing in 400 million yeah you know in, how many
1: subscriptions is this getting to hbo max right. all that or like, kind of stuff h- however
0: they make their money based right. on the popularity of the show right. and it's like i'm assuming they're probably going to draw a lot of people in and that's yeah. why I, I think it was like four episodes in, and they came out, and they're like, we've already now agreed to yeah, terms like, on season, season two. Season two's greenlit. Yeah. Right, and it's like, you know they already had everything in place, but it's like, we got to make sure that this is successful. Yeah. So I bet you they made enough money in the first like three or four episodes that they're like, all right, we're funded for yeah, season two. Yeah, we're good two. to go. Yeah, you and guys are good to go. everything going, after yeah. that, they were probably like, okay, we're getting more and more funding. Yeah. So I don't see this having an issue. I see this being wildly successful like, me again. Me too, and me
1: too. Well, and I think that... Could be a whole other podcast discussion about, like, IP, big franchise IP and spinoffs and all this kind of stuff. But it'll be very interesting to see. So I having watched the first season of Rings of Power and of House of the Dragon, it'll be very curious to see, like, which one ends up being more successful. Because, dude, Amazon Prime Video went all in on Rings of Power. I think they spent a billion dollars. dollars. It's the most expensive television show ever made. So it's like you know that show has to be pretty damn successful for them to see like return on investment for that i mean that's a tremendous amount of money to spend on a tv show i think a billion dollars is literally probably the combined budget of avengers infinity war and endgame which are two of the highest grossing movies of all time probably and so it's like that's a lot of money to spend on a tv show so hopefully it's successful i mean i enjoyed it um again this is not a rings of power episode discussion that we're doing here there's a house of the dragon one but um check out rings of power and let me know what you think about it i I would be curious um, to hear your thoughts because you i know you're a big lord of the rings guy so right
0: well and i just finished so i just finished um suits and i've finished um big bang theory so i would watch big bang theory when i'd be laying in bed because it's 20 minute episode so it's nice little like comedy relax before i go to sleep and then suits I would watch, you know. That's my background noise when I'm working. Um, and as you can see, my office—it's very easy to see my TV while I'm working. Right, right. Um, so I need a new show to watch. So I, you know, Game of Thrones could be my restart. I could watch that while I'm in bed, and you know, so you know, I got a lot of options here. <laughs> I've been wanting to rewatch The Sopranos.
1: Oh, that's another good one.
0: There's a lot <sighs> of content out there. Maybe I should really start The Irishman over, but you God, know, it's probably too late to do that. Movie. Anyway. Too fucking long, though. We're at like
1: almost an hour 40 here, so we should probably wrap this up.
0: Yeah, we'll just keep talking for another six hours. (laughs) We'll cover the... We're we're just going to jump into episode two now of uh, House of Dragons.
1: Yeah, we'll be like, that was actually episode one of House of Dragon It was an hour and a half. People
0: are like, you guys jumped from episode one to ten in like the first six seconds. What do you mean that's only episode (laughs) one? We're like, yeah, it's a joke, huh? No, we're here. All right, so starting episode two House of Dragons. So, yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... Um, um. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We hope you've you've seen House of the Dragon. Um, we hope you're excited about the future seasons. Um, we love talking about this stuff. So if there's enough interest in it, we'll we can definitely come back do some more episodes on Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon. But yes, um, for sure. Yeah. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate all the support. Again, go to the uh, Just Browsing Podbean page. The look us up on Facebook under Just Browsing. You'll find all the links to everything you need there. Um, we do have an email. Send us in any email suggestions, questions, things you want to hear us talk about, things that you've heard us say on previous episodes that you think are ridiculous, that you think are awesome. We'd love to hear some feedback from you. So,
0: Yeah, so thanks for tuning in. Um, let's all watch House of the Dragon and Game of Thrones again. And um, yeah, we'll be back with another episode. Maybe next weekend, and um, we have no clue what it'll be on, so no promises on anything to look forward to. Yeah. (laughs) No teasers. It could be on Styrofoam, for all we know. (laughs) Probably
1: won't be on Styrofoam. It's
0: going to be on Styrofoam now. Okay. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and um, we will chat at you guys later. Till next time, everybody. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Goodbye.